Yeah, I mean, we edit all this stuff out, you know, whenever. Fantastic. We can talk, we can right. talk 15 more minutes. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and get into it. All right. Hey, 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 backloggers. It's me, the skinny man in Texas, along with some of the finest backloggers on either side of the Mississippi. We're here to break down how our backlogs are going, what we've been playing, and what we hope to be playing next. I hope you like big backlogs and you cannot lie. We also have a special segment conjured up by the trashiest of turkeys who gave all of us backloggers an extra special challenge. As always, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we liked making it. Jeremy and Mike, cue the theme music. In a world filled with games. One team of elite gamers comes together to do the impossible, complete their backlogs. Starring Grouchy Surge, Ryan Mathman Craig, Patrick the Backlog Odyssey, Mike Blaze Knight Grinnell, and featuring Jeremy the Trash Turkey. When this team of elite gamers comes together, they form the ultimate combo, the Backlog Busters, coming soon to a podcast near you. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome, Ryan. I know that, Ken. We, we, we miss Grouchy for sure. Yeah, he's. It's a hole in our heart that um, is oddly shaped that we cannot fit anything else in that will satisfy. That's not right. So quite grouchy right. is a Snickers bar. We have a Snickers-sized grouchy bar in our hearts. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know if that's the most oddly shaped of the candies, but. Uh, I mean, I suppose that'll work. Almond Joys are pretty odd, oddly shaped. And sometimes you feel like a nut. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't. And you know, I've heard <laughs> that Almond Joys have nuts, but Mounds don't. <laughs> I have heard that. I have heard that. Not in a while, though. Not in a while. I have also heard that. But guys, you know something else? Something else I've heard. Do you hear oh. that? Seagulls in the distance. Wait a second. Those are turkeys. Do, do you smell that? That salt water? Do you smell that? And the sun beating down on your face. What, what are my feet on? What, what, is, what is the. What, what am I standing on? You have entered. Oh no. Turkey Island. Dun, dun, dun. I plan to outwit, outlast, and outplay every single one of you. So. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to have any kind of torchlight ceremonies, but... Um, hey, you do uh, you, man. 
So, yes, I conjured up this uh, Uncle Turkey's Island getaway package. It's a gaming package. You know, life is tough, right? We all have families and work and things to do. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to help the backlog busters out. I'm going to send them away on an island with a ample $300 budget uh, to this island where they get a gaming hut, which includes dirt floor, an outlet, a grass roof, and at least three sides. And in this gaming hut, uh, they have to do whatever they want. They've got this $300. Um, I've tasked them to go ahead and spend it here, online, local, however they want to do it. We'll ship this gaming stuff to the island, and uh, we'll never hear from them again. This is uh, a really fun getaway where you can't get any more games ever. You can't see your friends or family anymore. But guess what? You get to play some video games. Um, and so choose wisely. Now, there were some rules. Well, because we had to make it fun and exciting and interesting, we didn't want to just let, you know, oh, I'm going to get a computer. I'm going to get a Raspberry Pi. I'm going to load it up with ROMs. Easy peasy. No, we're not going to do that. Not on Turkey's Watch. So you can have officially licensed um, consoles that maybe emulate games, right? But you can't just get a Raspberry Pi and load it up and say, aha, I've tricked you, Turkey. So um, I've tasked the gentleman with this, and we're going to go through our lists and talk about what we purchased and why, and maybe just a little bit of kind of, you know, what your thoughts were on um, the task and, uh, you know, what you've learned about yourselves. <laughs> Ryan, you want to go first? All right. I I have to say, when I was looking up what I was going to spend my money on, I started sweating. I felt like I was already on the island without a cool breeze, without any shade. So here is what I have found. Now, if you have issues with what I have, you know, this is what you tasked me with. Okay. So it's hard to to play games if I can't actually see what I'm playing. So the first thing I looked for was some kind of monitor. Now, at first pass, I did find a projector that could project mm -hmm. up to 110 inches. You know, that'd be huge. And I figured if I'm going to be there forever with my failing eyesight, I already have glasses now, that would be what I needed. But I said, you know what? For 75 bucks, I can find a cheaper option. Okay. My dad would be proud. And I found a 26-inch TV that had HDMI inputs. And it was $35 or best offer. And you know what? I talked to the guy, and I was able to get him to come down to 25 bucks. So I saved $10 right there. So I'm $25 in. And then this was really a, a last-minute thing. Was the Super Nintendo Facebook for over two and a half years. But I heard about this marketplace thing. Let me see what I can find. And somebody had a Super Nintendo Classic for $80. Mm. Now, I was really struggling with how I was, how I was going to spend my money to get the games that I actually wanted to play. Because the games I really want are kind of expensive if I have to have a monitor and a center. 
I figure with the Super Nintendo, I get to play Final Fantasy VI, or three, depending on how you look at it. I get Sega Street Fighter, Super Mario World, which is one of my favorite games of all time, Super Metroid, Legend of Zelda, and a few other games. And I thought, for 80 bucks, this is going to last me a long time. These are good games that even now, 25 years later, I'm saying these are good games and I would play them. So, stuck on an island forever, I'm good. It's going to be in the phrase type that you've designed for us. And, of course, we're making assumptions that there is electricity provided to the outlet and that the roof is going to hold up. Okay. Uh, these are the assumptions I'm going on. But I don't want to be sitting on my sitting down in the sand, you know, all day, every day. So I found a gaming chair. Ten bucks. So $10 one of those, gaming chair? Yeah, you know, one of those things that looks like a like a yes. bench, like a curved L. Ten okay. bucks. I said, this is gonna help me out. So I'm not just sitting cross-legged on the ground and being uncomfortable. And so right now that puts us at $105. So I have $195 left. What am I gonna spend that on? The next thing I'm going to buy, I'm not gonna spend any money on it. Because I found somebody who has a free Xbox One. No. Free. Kid you not. If you go, this was on Craigslist. I'm not going to say this because I don't know. It seems like one of those shady things like, hey, man, you want a free Xbox? Yeah, I'll meet you up. <laughs> Come on over here. And then you never hear from, you know, your family never sees you again. Right. But I figured, I'm going to do this. It's free. I'm playing under Trash Turkey's rules. Uh. And so now I've got a free Xbox. Xbox One. Man. And just in case it doesn't come with a controller, and just in case I'm making the island named Spalding wants to play, I found someone who's offering up an Xbox One controller for a dollar. So now I can play, and my little beach ball buddy can play too. <laughs> and I really wanted to do something like the Nintendo Switch, but you can't get anything cheap these days. And most of the other Nintendo consoles trying to get the games for it would just be out of reach and out of budget. So that's why I started on Xbox, because that is the secondary um, gaming ecosystem that I'm a part of. And there are a lot of good games that I know I can get a lot of fantastic time on. So here's the rundown of the games I'm getting. So right now, Microsoft is having this crazy ultimate games deals going on. And so I spent a lot of time there for $60. This is this is my big expense. Sixty dollars. I get Forza Horizon 3 and for the Ultimate Editions collection. So it comes with all of the DLC, all the extra cars for both games, sixty bucks. So I'm gonna take that. Uh, Civilization six is thirty dollars because I love my Civilization games. And uh, Cities Skylines is on sale for ten dollars. And that is a SimCity top game. I played a little bit of it on Game Pass and really enjoyed it. I figured if I'm going to be stuck on an island, what a great way to spend the time is to create a city that I'm never going to see or anything like it. And so just in those three games, that's $100. So the rest of it, I said, I got to start finding cheaper deals. So uh, for 10 bucks, Dragon Age Inquisition Game of the Year Edition. I've never played it, but I like RPGs. I like open and again, I'm trying to find long experiences that are going to that are going to last that I can go back to and just play differently. 
in that same vein, uh, $15 for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Game of the Year Edition. Uh, $15 for Monster Hunter World. And then, uh, let's see, $5 for Star Wars Battlefront Ultimate Edition. Don't know much about it. I figure five bucks. Star Wars, why not? And uh, $5 for NBA Jam on Fire Edition. Got to get some basketball in there. Now, I don't know how you feel about these next two, Jeremy. So I'm kind of offering this up, trying to, you know, please be kind to me on this. Mm. So these games are not currently on sale, but I have purchased these games for this price before, and they very frequently go on sale. So, so what, what's your judgment going to be? I'll allow it. Okay, cool, cool. So for 25 bucks, and I bought this a few months ago, uh, the Assassin's Creed Antiqui Antiquity Bundle that includes Origins and Odyssey. So two games I know that are 100-plus hour games. And then for, uh, for 5 bucks, Burnout Paradise. And though that's the uh, Burnout Paradise remastered on the Xbox One. So I've got my racing games because, I, again, the Forza Horizon games are so much fun. If you've never played them, especially Forza Horizon 4, if you've got Game Pass, try it. Open world driving, you just drive wherever you want to. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. It's, <laughs> it, is, it is a blast. You got to play it. But, you know, those, the, the, civilization, the, the sim games, Civilization and Skylines, and then the RPGs. So not exactly everything that I would want, but again, with your restrictions, that's what I'm going for. I think it's pretty good. My only concern, though, is because um, in our conversations online uh, that the other backloggers listening to this uh, are not privy to, we talk oh, yeah. about internet connection. And um, I think I remember saying that internet connection is only available during the full moon. Now, with Xbox policy and DRM, how often are we going to have to have that Xbox One plugged into the internet to be able for it to authenticate, to be able to, to play these games? That's what I'm concerned about. If they are games that I've purchased, I don't think it's going to be, I hope it's not going to be that, that big of an issue, but I guess I never haven't seen it. <laughs> Oh no! You're already on the island and you're stuck. <laughs> Just <laughs> see, it, it, my concern would be, I, I heard there was one outlet, so one plug, and I didn't hear power strip in there. So, are you going to be able to plug everything in? That, that's my question. My assumption was that it was a you know two socket outlet. It is. It is a two-socket okay. outlet. We haven't, um, you know, uh, one thing that I might improve the huts with are some GFCI outlets, just for safety. I mean, we're close to the shore. Uh, so that's a water, um, water and electricity, guys. You know, uh, Turkey wants to be safe and uh, OSHA compliant and up to code. So we'll probably just put a GFCI uh, single. Uh, single outlet well you know two allowing two plugs <laughs> so, so are, are you going to are you going to allow this exception that you know no vast internet connectivity but just enough to to be the signal it. to verify I'll, 
Okay, because because I, I could have gone crazy and said, well, you never mentioned uh, internet connectivity, so I'm going to do all the, the free MMO games. I'm going to do, uh, you know, <laughs> Sky Hunters and uh, Shoot Face and, you know, Blast Monkeys. Hey, Blast Monkeys is great. My next question, my next oh, question comes down yeah, to yeah. the storage real estate of the particular Xbox that you obtained. Is there enough storage to download all those games and have them available on the on the system at any given time? I would think so. I haven't checked on the um, the size of the downloads, but um, the ones that I'd be concerned about would be like as in for uh, the Dragon Age, Witcher 3, and um, those might, and the, and the Assassin's Creed, those would probably take, what, 50 to 60 gigs each. But even with the 500 gig one, I think I'd be pretty safe with that. I'm pretty sure that this free one was a one terabyte. Pretty sure. Okay. Then you're and in so good I'm shape. Not, and I'm not, I'm not going to die. I want to go pick it up. The abandoned warehouse is totally safe. Gotcha. Totally. Well, <laughs> that sounds like wonderful picks, Ryan. I really, really, uh, really love it. I'm really glad that you got a gaming chair, and I'm a little jealous because uh, I didn't get one. And I'm like, oh. So that's going to be kind of rough. I'm going to took us. All right, all right, all right. It's Grouchy Surge, the fat man in Vegas, offering you a little bit of information since I couldn't make the podcast. You see my good buddy, Turkey, Mr. Turkey, that jive, jive, silky smooth voice, jive talking turkey. He gave us a challenge. We had $300 and a wall outlet. And then uh, we just needed to come up with what our gaming setup would be. Three hundred dollars. So I can't find my paperwork. I've looked. I can't find my headphone dongle. I'm starting to think that somebody's sabotaging me, Mr. Turkey. Anyway, I'm gonna go off the top of my head. So with my three hundred dollars, I'm going to uh just try to recall some of the stuff I bought because I had a lot of leftover money. You know what I'm talking about? Three hundred dollars, that's a lot. So the first thing I'm going to do is I went on eBay and I bought myself an Xbox 360. You see, that system only goes for like $65. Has a lot, a lot of good games that I could play for a long time. So yeah, got myself 360, free shipping, $65. Now here's a list of games that I searched for under Buy It Now with free shipping or maybe there was a little bit of shipping. But all these games came under $7. The Elder Scrolls Oblivion. The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Grand Theft Auto 4. Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Like 1, 2, 3. Brotherhood. Beavis and Butthead. Uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey not, not Odyssey, it's in the wrong system but you get me, there's like 5 Assassin's Creed games on the 360 I can get them all cheap and I can put 40 to 60 hours into each of them uh, Fallout 3 Fallout New Vegas see, with uh, the two Elder Scrolls games and the two Fallout games uh, that's 4 to 600 hours right there, easy easy, peasy, beautiful cover girl, me, I'm a cover girl 
So I was thinking about that. And then I was like, hmm, there's got to be more. Now, he said gaming. I don't know if he said video gaming or not. But I'm going to say I'm going to buy myself a couple decks of cards. I can play some solitaire. I can bring some of the other backlog busters over and we can play. I'm going to get myself a complete set of exploding kittens. That way the backlog busters can play with me as well. So that's what I'm going to do with my money. $300, a $360, and some card games. If I wanted, I could pick up a PS2 and grab a ton of RPGs under the $5 value. Now, I apologize that this wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but I just spent 15 minutes looking for where I wrote down my entire list of games, and I can't find it. I guarantee I'm going to go to work, and it's going to be there on my desk. But I'm not at work. So what else do I got for you guys? Since I haven't been on the podcast for the last two months, I just want to let you guys know I beat Ori and the Blind Forest. That's right. Both of them. Took them down. Bam conquered that uh i played it on well i beat it on my xbox however i did play a good amount of it through the x cloud whether at home on my phone on a tablet or at a hotel through their wi-fi on a tablet worked pretty good hotel wi-fi got a little choppy some screen tearing but other than that everything was good all right all right all right i don't know why man i feel like i should just be on like a sultry 70s radio broadcast right now that's the mood i've got that's the vibes i'm feeling you know what i'm talking about i know you know what i'm talking about um uh, since beating ori i just i haven't been able to get into anything you know what i'm saying i have played some madden um playing the outer worlds right now uh started rise of the tomb raider or whatever the second one's called just playing a little bit of this and a little bit of that and uh, maybe at some point I'll beat a game or I'll have 30 games that I started and haven't completed but yeah so this is it man this is the fat man in Vegas saying all right all right all right I hope y'all having a groovy backlog time I'm still working on Super Mario Brothers for Mario Bingo that's right I can't beat the game I'm trying to do it without save states. Now, give me another week or so, and I'm just going to cheat. I'm going to use some save states, and I'm going to roll some credits. But right now, I die a lot. An awful lot. But that, you know, I need you people out there to play some Super Mario Backlog Bingo with the Backlog Busters. Guys, I've missed recording with you the last couple of months. This is just a bad time of year for the fat man. And I'm really hoping, and I haven't heard it yet, but I'm hoping that Ryan opened up the podcast with the skinny man from Texas again, because that made me laugh. Anyway, this is Grouchy Surge. Thanks for listening to the Backlog Busters. Thanks for supporting us with everything we do. Keep on backlogging, brothers. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Mike, what uh, what did you pick up with your three hundred dollar turkey bucks? Uh, free turkey bucks. So I took a completely different approach, under the assumption that it was a one outlet, one plug outlet. Um, 
pleasantly surprised to find too. Lucky me. Don't need to though, because I've decided that I'm gonna go mobile. That's right, guys. I decided to invest in the new Nintendo 3DS XL. Well, 2DS XL actually. Um, which is currently on sale at Walmart for $99.99. Comes packaged with Mario Kart 7. I thought that was a pretty good deal. Starts me off at 100 bucks. There's TV console controller, all bottle in one. Not a bad place to start. Comes yeah, with a charger. Punch up in real quick and let you know that deal on Walmart is totally true. 100 bucks for a new 2DS XL with Mario Kart 7 installed. And I say this because I may or may not have purchased two of those in the last week. <laughs> I also may have purchased one. Man, guys, head into that backlog. Or should I say, is it just like the reserve? Like, in case of emergency, break open cardboard because my, my 2DS, 3DS is broken. Or do you guys not have one of those yet? My son had a, had a, had a 2DS XL that broke. And the screen got all weird, and it wouldn't do anything. So I picked that up, and then I picked up another one just to have as a as a backup and to have for me because we already had a 3DS. So now we can all play together. And I can finally play some of those games, some of those RPGs on the 2DS or the 3DS that I haven't had a chance to play yet. That's cool. Yeah, for, for me, it was my daughter broke her 2DS. The standard one, the big old brick broke the screen on it so i was replacing hers um i did not get one for me i actually still have my original 3ds but anyways back to the challenge i looked at the 3ds library and i went directly to online retailers of probably reputable reputable um standing and i said what can i play for an extended period of time and knowing the 3ds and all its glory. P.S. I also skipped the share. Um, didn't think that far ahead. Kind of jealous. Not gonna lie. Anyways, I love me <laughs> some Legend of Zelda. So I picked up Ocarina of Time for 10.46, Amateur's Mask for 26.57, and A Link Between Worlds for 17.99. Off to a pretty decent start. Plenty to play there. Um, not a lot of long-lasting stuff yet. So I thought, hmm, what can I really get some playtime out of? So, looked at RPGs. I thought, okay, well, let's grab Pokemon Moon for $9.99. Let's grab Xenoblade Chronicles 3D for 20 bucks. Let's grab... Oh, RPG Maker for $9.99. Now, without a little beauty, I can make as many RPG games as I want. Potentially, endlessly, forever, and ever. And then, in 20 years, when I forgot the RPGs I used to make, I can go back and play them like brand new games. Online. These reputable dealers are online. Um... Not Facebook Marketplace, though. I didn't think to look there. Did not think to look there. And I said, I need, I need some nostalgia in there. I need, I need some nostalgia. So I went and picked up 
Mega Man Legacy Collection for $14.99. I grabbed NES Remix for $8.99 when just got to go back to those NES days. And I said, well, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. What else can I get? I, I thought for a second, and I said, do you know what this collection needs? A tactics game. So I picked up the Nintendo First Party Tactics game, codenamed Steam, for $4.99. Great deal. Fantastic game. Incredibly underrated. I may be one of three people that appreciate the game, but I'm one of those three people. I thought, you know what games take a long time to beat? Really long completionist challenges. Those warrior games. So I got Hyrule Warriors for nine dollars. Whoa. Warriors for seven seventeen. Now you need to send me these links. These are probably now I was not I was not super concerned about uh, complete inbox uh, games when I uh, I'll tell you my games, you know at this at this point, you know um, I I mean I know it's 3DS, but a a a Warriors Zelda game. I know it's not a mainline, but for seven dollars, that's 3DS game for seven bucks. That's pretty good. Hi- that's a good Hyrule one. Warriors was nine. Fire okay. Emblem Warriors was seven seventeen. Still though, that I mean, that's dirt cheap. I mean, you couldn't. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good sleuthing. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna call you, Mike. I'm not gonna ask for links, which I've provided. If anybody wants to see my links later, <laughs> but we're, we're gonna put call Mike's you. links in the, in the in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, I'm still very dubious of this. It sounds like some, like, you know, random website in another country that's just there to siphon off your credit card number. <laughs> no, I, I want to ask this. So From the guy this, who so, is gonna get a free Xbox One. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's I talk about reputable sources, shall we? I feel very judged by that statement, Jeremy, and I don't like that. I'm gonna blast you on Twitter later. So. <laughs> The question I, I want to have is, you know, we're, we're doing this as as our fantasy and prepping for this, but Mike, in reality, in, in the world in which we were grounded, did you pull the trigger on any of these deals for yourself? Did, like, did you actually go, so, you know, I'm going to actually buy these for myself for real? I actually already have most of these games, so no. No, I did not. Okay. My guess... My guess with these prices is where they get you is the shipping, mm-hmm. but uh, for me, so I'm in good shape. Yeah, I did not. Uh, that was something I wanted to make sure I did not uh, uh, wanted. I didn't want to pull anything out late that would you know throw wrenches in the plans. But yes, um, I'll cover shipping and taxes. Um, so in Texas, I think I get a pretty good deal there. So my wife just brought a note to me that says, quote, yes, my brilliant husband, but did you account for tax? (laughs) Which I did not. Now, before we move on, I still have two more games on my list that I was able to pick up. Um, One, the Monster Hunter uh, 3 uh, for 3DS, I was able to get 
for nine eighty four. Nine eighty four. Mm-hmm. I thought that's a long game. Lots of monsters to kill. Um, I won't be able to uh, take advantage of the online stuff, but if I remember correctly from my days of playing Monster Hunter on the uh, PS2, there's a sizable offline campaign as well. So here's hoping I didn't waste ten bucks. And last, but certainly not least, I had to get the penultimate game for my personal 3DS collection. Can I guess? And that, yes, yes you can. That's Mario Maker. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Do you care to guess how much I spent on it? Uh, I would say 34 cents. <laughs> That's too low. <laughs> the actual amount that I spent on Super Mario Maker 3DS, which would allow me to create an unlimited number of platforming levels, 1224. That's good. For a grand, for a grand total amount spent of 262.21. That's very good. That's very good. You're well under budget. Now, Mathman, do you have your total? I have to call you Mathman when we're talking about math. <laughs> uh, you know, I had some last minute changes here and there, so I think my, my 295, 300. So it was, I, I was trying to max it as much as possible, saying, all right, this is how much I've left to spend on games. At first, I had that $100 2DS XL. I thought it comes with a game. It's 100 bucks, But the games that I want to play on it, it's going to cost too much to get enough games I'm actually going to be happy with, which is why I changed, I changed my direction. Plus, Uh-oh. You know, kudos to you for being able to stare at a, at a five-inch screen. <laughs> hey, you know, there's lots of other things to look at on the island. Um, that are exciting, like killer turkeys. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. This has killer turkeys? <laughs> no, they're friendly, I promise. Then why did you, then why did you describe them as killer turkeys? We'll talk about it Is this how you met your, you met your wife? Hey, uh, you want to go out with a killer turkey? <laughs> no, no, no. Friendly. No, like, like they're really good friends. Like they're they're killer, like chums. You know, like awesome. Like they're going to turn you into chum for the sharks. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> so, um, my my uh, my total. Um, you both you both beat me, I believe. So the first thing I picked up, I'm. I'm there with Mike. I picked up uh, from that website Macari. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, there was a, and now it's sold. I did not pick it up, but it was a $70 3DS that came with a charger. It was original. So I thought that was decent. Um, probably should have actually invested in the in the $99 2DS, but I wouldn't have been able to pick up some of the other things I did. Um the and so okay, I've got my handheld. Let me get some games for it. So they also had a bundle on there of ten 3DS games um, for sixty dollars. 
Now, they weren't all 3DS games. There were some DS games. So um, trying to look at it and tell you exactly what it is. So they had the Mario 3D... Is it World or Land on the 3DS? I have Land. Um, and I, I've never played that one. That's one that I've always... I've wanted to play. I've wanted to pick up. That's what I kind of did with this. There's games where I wanted to... Hey, I'm stuck on an island. I need some comfort food, but I also want to play something new. You know, something that I haven't... Um, I haven't uh, played before, so that was one thing. Another thing, um, another Mario, 2D Mario, the uh, Super Mario, new Super Mario Brothers for the DS. Uh, there is a Kirby game, Kirby Deluxe, which I haven't heard great things about, but I do love Kirby, so I was okay with that. Uh, they have Mario Kart DS, um, the DS Mario Kart, and they have a lot of, in this bundle, a lot of Lego games. I love Lego games. There's always studs to find, always things to to pick up. So, really, those games, if you want to get a lot of out of, a lot out of them, you can. So, in this bundle, it comes with the Lord of the Rings, um, Star Wars Three, Lego Movie, Lego City, and the Indiana Jones Lego games. And last but not least, it comes with Farming Simulator. 14 for the 3ds which i thought would be invaluable on the island when i'm trying to survive so i don't know if it's just like planting corn um in iowa and it won't really apply but maybe they have some kind of um (laughs) maybe they have some kind of uh tropical themed i don't know level that uh will will bear some fruit pun intended all right, so then I thought about, I'm okay, I'm stuck on this island. Uh, you know, it's going to get kind of rough, and I'm going to have to learn how to do different things. Another game that I've always wanted to play and pick up is Fantasy Life. So Fantasy Life on the 3DS uh, I got for $23.99. Kind of high, but there's lots of different, what I've heard, there's lots of different tasks that you can do. You can be different things. You can learn how to do different things, which I'm going to need on the island all by myself um, to keep um, keep me sane. I feel like puzzle games kind of calm me down, take my mind off of things. And um, a puzzle game for the 3DS I've always wanted to pick up. Uh, I think it's just a match three, but Puzzle and Dragons, the one that has the, the Mario theme, that is 1178. And then I found another six games for the 3DS and DS for $30. That one has another puzzle game, which is you you have to have. It's Tetris. Tetris Axis, I believe it's called on the 3DS. And I looked a, up a trailer for it, and it has lots of different modes, lots of different things you can do on that. So uh, Pit Cross, a Pit Cross DS game in that bundle. Um, Mario and Donkey Kong for the DS. Uh, and Mike, if we, let's say, the moons collide, that's not really how the saying goes, but I also in this bundle got Monster Hunter uh, Ultimate for Ultimate. So we might be able to play um, on the full moon together. And last but not least, in this bundle, again, 
maybe a little practical turkey I'm trying to be, but uh, we got for the DS Mechanic Master, which is some kind of puzzle game that has like gears and such on it. I'm thinking that it will learn, it will teach me how to, I don't know, rig up pulleys and such to build other structures and to to live longer on this uh, on this island. I don't know, fulcrums and such. Um, and then next, because I know, you know, I'm going to need to relax after a long day of, I don't know, picking coconuts and such. So I'm going to need to play some beat em ups and other things. So I picked up for 50, actually 49.99, uh, the Sega Genesis mini, right? At target.com.com. Uh, you can pick that up. And as you know, to play that, I'm going to need a TV. And also on uh, Macari, there is a deal where I found seven TVs for $31. Now, if you look at these pictures, um, they say they're in great shape. I don't know if I'd say great shape, but I'm assuming with seven of them, I probably could um, find one that works. And then, you know, probably trade six of them to the to the locals or someone else, um, you know, for for maybe some some sweet sweet fish or some other type of, I don't know, something I'll need. It'll be a good bargaining chip. I mean, TVs on islands. I mean, it's it's pretty good stuff. No, I didn't uh, know there were other people on the island. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> so. Wait, 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 your island has other people, but ours doesn't? I, what is mine this? Has, I'm just saying. <laughs> you have a you have you have your volleyball, okay, Ryan? That's that's all you need. You paint the face, you're good. <laughs> I don't I'm know. You're so concerned about playing video games. See, I don't really know what these islands are gonna have on them. I'm a little concerned. I'm hoping that the natives are friendly and that we'll be friends. And I hope that they like video games. I mean, I assume that they would. Who wouldn't, right? I just said, what kind of Tom lookalike are you? <laughs> That's actually um, part of this. Uh, so I guess how I came up with this is that I was, you know, I've moved locations. As you can see by my background, I am in uh, on the beach, but... In, in in reality, I'm I'm in a new home and have a an office ish area that I was trying to set up, and I thought it would be a fun thing to think about. Okay, what could we do? You know, if I want to set up a game room, how do I set that up? You know, what would I want to put in there? And then I thought, well, that'd be a fun thing to talk about with the guys, but that's too easy to be like, oh, what would you put in there? Oh, I put everything in there, turkey. And you're like, oh. No, but now if I ship you off to an island and only give you a few shekels, then we know. Anyways, back to my list. <laughs> so um, the next thing is uh, I found this Mario Warp Pipe art on Etsy for 2042. Uh, it's a very uh, minimalistic uh, print of the warp pipe. And. I thought maybe it would be something fun to stare at if you get kind of like 
I don't know, bored and, uh, you know, wore out and you think, I wonder what's on the other side of that warp pipe. Maybe give your mind some, uh, something to think about. And, you know, maybe if you get homesick, you think, well, that's, that's where I need to go to get, to get back home. Um, and so that brings me to the end of the list, except for one other item, because I was, I was getting very close to my total. And then I, found one can of Tropical Strike Game Fuel for $1.99, which brings my total to $299.19. So with that Tropical Strike Game Fuel, puts me darn near 300 turkey bucks. So that's my list. (laughs) I'm impressed. So how many many total games did... Did you have on your list? Okay, I'd have to count. Let's see. And and Mike, I'm curious how many games you had on your list as well, because you guys both said like a lot. Um, so I guess really for you, Jeremy, how many um how many games that are not, not part of the Sega Genesis? Forty-two, uh, I believe. Because so it's forty-two on that. So how many are not on that Sega Genesis? Uh, not on the Sega Genesis. We have 10, 11, 12, 18, 18. Okay. So. For me, I've got the, the 21 on the Super Nintendo Classic plus I think 12 um, individual games. How about you, Mike? Uh, my grand total of cartridges that I would have is 13. That includes the uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection, which I think is the, the first six Mega Man games. So it would be a total of 18 games. Yeah, when I was looking at the stuff on on the Xbox Store, I also came across Rare Replay, which was on sale oh, for yeah. for 15. I thought, oh man, that's was it 30 or 40 games. That's a lot of like a lot of playtime there. But then I looked at the games. And I went, I think most of the games would just make me depressed more than anything. You don't want to play Jet Force Gemini? I've actually never played that. Is that any good? I <laughs> I, I don't know, but I saw I had Solar Jetman, which I played for all of about 15 minutes when I rented it back in mm-hmm. you know 1990. Yeah. Um, some of the games I think would be kind of fun, and they might have some lasting power but i think i'd have more fun with some of the other ones that i had on my list so i feel good about my list um i guess i'm just no no because you guys both went for handhelds on yours um yeah that's a that's some good stuff and hopefully our islands are close enough that i can build a raft and come you know pop over and you know check out project steam on mike's island or play some of those games and the you know help you on your beat-em-ups Play some Streets of Rage. Yeah, they they the the mini comes with two controllers, so I mean you're more so than welcome. So does the Super Nintendo? Yeah. Wait, I think right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. So when you gave me this challenge, and I gotta say, if you look in our show notes, you can see how I really feel about it. But, um, <laughs> Um, but I actually to see what other people would have put for. I didn't tell them the whole scenario. I just said, 
all right, if there's only one game you could play forever and that was it, what would you choose? So I just want to highlight the responses that we got. Um, our very own Backlog Odyssey, Patrick, the, the games that he listed, I don't even know how to pronounce them. And I just had to look them up to see what they were. So the first one he listed was uh, Mushihemesame Futari. And the other one was Donpachi. And I, I don't know if I'm saying those correctly, but those both appear to be shoot 'em ups, bullet hells, um, things where if you are prone to epileptic seizures, don't play them. Mm-hmm. But I know how Patrick likes his uh, shoot 'em ups. So, yeah, those are what he considers his forever games. Um, then we had a response from Critical Lit. And he mentioned a couple of games that I had never heard of, and I asked for clarification. He said they were ASCII-based games. Uh, so I guess PC-based games, uh, Cave, Caves of Quid, Q-U-D, and Dwarf Fortress. So again, I've never heard of any of those. Have you guys? No. Okay. I, and, I think I've heard of Dwarf Fortress, but I don't know anything about it. I mean... It sounds familiar. Let me put it like that. Other than that, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. Um, I wouldn't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I had even when he was describing it, I was like, uh, okay. And then uh, last time, Lord, this one I thought Mike would be right through. Ali, he mentioned Mario Maker one or two. So for his forever games, I went. You know what? That is a Mike game because it's got the gaming element to it. You can create your own levels but for getting new levels i guess you'll have to wait every 28 days to download some new levels so i could be kind do of, that or i could just make my own right well and yes because your levels are torturous they are they are creative they are imaginative they also have broken several controllers so i've said um now Nemova had a great suggestion of Rock Band 4. So he says, as long as you, as long as I can have the controllers and the, you know, the 800, you know, tracks on there, you'd be fine. And I went, you know, that, that's one of the things I do miss. I miss ha- having the Rock Band stuff. I know the peripherals can, can take up a lot of space, but when you get a bunch of people together to play that, so much fun. Yeah. Uh, Couple of quick ones. Uh, Scaredy Matt said Skyrim, and Kevin Hummer T28 said The Witcher 3, which were some games that either had or uh, were considering. And then finally, Ergaman mentioned Metal Gear Solid 2 or a Civilization or a Sims game. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm assuming MGS is Metal Gear Solid, right? Yes, I would think so. In some circles. I don't know what else it could be. But you never know. Well, this was an MSG, too. I, yeah, uh, so I, I've never played a Metal Gear game. Have you guys? Yeah, I've played... Uh, I don't think I completed two, but I played two. Um, was super impressed by the, the first level. I'm just not very good at stealth games. I did at one point uh, have a friend... I would say later in life that, um, you know, after, you know, I'm, I'm saying like we both grew up playing games. We were, um, you know, probably in our thirties and we were like, let's stay up and beat a game. Let's stay up and beat a game. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it was Metal Gear Solid 3 we were trying to beat, and it was probably, I don't know, 3 or 4 in the morning, and we were on some level where you had to swim, and it was a swimming level where you had to press a button to, you know, stay afloat, and uh, I kept drowning, and he would, (laughs) and then I would wake up. I would fall asleep and then start drowning and then wake up, you know, with some like alert that's telling you that you're drowning and then try to like swim again and, you know, play it off like, yeah, I just meant to do that. It's like, no, I'm just old and tired. So, yeah. Um, But yes, I've played them some somewhat. Yeah. I've played uh, Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid 2 start to finish them quite a bit. Metal Gear Solid 3, not so much, but uh, 2 is where I ended my Metal Gear Solid run. Played any of them. I don't even think I've played the original one on the on the NES. I've heard something, some kind of horror stories about you play for a little bit and watch a long cutscene, or maybe that's a different series. No, that's the series. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's a lot of series, but uh, particularly in Metal Gear games. And they're not super detailed cutscenes. There's little pictures that occasionally shift and then voices. And they're called Kodak conversations. Mm. Hey, backloggers. Don't tell Mr. Turkey, but I snuck onto the last charter that was making its way to Turkey Island. I wasn't going to let a simple absence from the podcast this month stifle my fun and prevent me from sharing my stowaway items. I mean, my totally legal purchases for this $300 gaming getaway challenge. So, like a ninja, I emerge from the shadows, and I'm here to share my collectibles. Okay, I think the Turkey Island Patrol just left. So, first up, I gave myself some restrictions. Firstly, I could only get physical games, And secondly, I wanted to stick to a retro theme. Physical games because not only could I display them on my shelf, where I could stare at them with pride, you know, once I got bored of actually playing them, but also because I could use them as building blocks or something if I really needed to pass the time. And I wanted to stay retro because if something was to go wrong, then I could at least have a fighting chance when it came to repairs. Which leads me to my first shopping spree, the equipment. A mixture of the practical and, well, well, mostly practical. For one, I needed a surge protector. That way, I'd have more outlets and it would protect my equipment if something was to go wrong. Next up was a CRT, because although a modern TV would probably be more reliable, I couldn't go retro without getting one. They may be heavy and cumbersome, but I was absolutely determined, dang it. That, and I was able to find a fancy 27-inch Sony Trinitron Wega for a measly $10 on Craigslist. I kind of blew my mind as well. Finally, I was really determined to make sure I was completely prepared should any of my precious electronics fail on me. So I carved a small portion of my budget out to buy some tools, including a 19-in-1 soldering kit, some extra electronics components, and a precision screwdriver set. Not only would I be able to repair things if they broke, I could just use them to tinker, you know, to pass the time or whatever. 
With that all said and done, my equipment acquisitions were complete, totaling $58.62, leaving me with $241.38 for the fun stuff. Okay, so when thinking about what console I wanted to go with, I really wanted to go with something that's reliable and that I was familiar with. That and I needed to find something that wouldn't break the budget. And that console, my friends, was the Super Nintendo. Not only is it a classic, but you can get them for relatively cheap. And there's more than enough fantastic games that'll keep you occupied for years to come. I mean, we keep going back to them anyways. And, well, at least I do. So, I was able to find an SNES in decent shape. <laughs> you know, from Craigslist once again. For forty-seven forty-nine. It only came with one controller and a power supply, and unfortunately no second controller or AV hookups. But I was able to find an extra controller for $10.50 and a new third-party S-Video cable for $8.90. So I was more than happy, and I could play my game. I mean, that's the most important part, right? <laughs> now, with my hardware in hand, at a total of $115.60 leaving me with $184.99 left to spend on games. I mean, who wouldn't want to spend that kind of money on games even if you weren't being sequestered to a desert island? Okay, now, since this is really why everyone is here, I'll go through each of the games I was able to find one by one. But I will start this off by saying my first step was to mod my SNES so it could play Super Famicom games. You know, the Japanese version of the Super Nintendo games. Not only is it easy, just requiring you to break a couple tabs in the cart slot, but you can get most Super Famicom games for a fraction of the price of most North American games. Also, as long as you're not trying to play an RPG, most games are more than playable so the language barrier shouldn't be a problem. I mean, a little Japanese never hurt anyone, right? That, and it'll be a good opportunity to learn Japanese. Or at least, how to recognize what yes and no are in hiragana. And now, the games. Many of which, I was trying to find fun and easy pick-up-to-play games that I can revisit time and time again. Also, unless noted otherwise, these were all acquired from eBay, and are the Japanese versions of the games. Alright, then let's get this started then. The first up was the Super Game Boy on the Super Famicom for $15. And this was so that I would have a little variety. I could play Super Nintendo games and I could play Game Boy games, so it kind of opened up the options to me. And because of that, I decided to dive into the Game Boy games first. With the first one being The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, one of my favorite Game Boy games ever. And probably one of my favorite Zelda games too. Not only is it relatively long, uh, it's one of those games where you can kind of approach it from different angles. You can challenge yourself in different ways, especially if you've already beaten the game before. And, I mean, it's a classic, so I had to get that one. Now the second, because it was difficult to find Castlevanias in general without breaking the bank, I thought I would go something a little more obscure, and that is Akumaju Special Boku Dracula-kun, or... Kid Dracula, <laughs> for $23.99. Uh, this was basically kind of a Castlevania, but chibi form. And I thought, I never played it before, and I love Castlevanias, so I think this would have been a perfect pick for me. 
Next up is another classic Game Boy game, and that is Kirby's Dream Land. Although I'm not the biggest Kirby fan in existence, being able to pick this one up for $13.84 kind of gives me a way to play platformers, you know, in the Game Boy space without going with Mario. Because, as you'll see a little bit further, that's covered in the Super Nintendo. It's a classic, so I could grow to love it, and like most of the other games, you put a little time into it, you can challenge yourself. They're not the longest games, but they're, uh, at least in my mind, infinitely replayable. Next up, I wanted to go with a more puzzle-style game, and since I love Picross, I seen that you could get Picross on the Game Boy, with Mario's Picross at $13.99. Um, I've never played the Game Boy version of Picross, and I have to imagine that using the D-pad instead of a touchscreen is probably a little frustrating, but it's a way to kind of like bend your brain to exercise those brain muscles or whatever. And to be perfectly honest, I've been playing the same Picross game for months now, and still not even close to beating it. So I have a feeling that this Picross would last quite a while. Okay, and finally, the last Game Boy game I have on my list is Metroid 2. One, because I love me some Metroidvanias, and two, because I've never played Metroid 2. And it being another classic Game Boy game, the fact that I could get it for $19.99, I thought was a pretty dang good deal. So now I have Zelda, I have some Castlevania, I have Kirby, I have a little puzzle games with Picross, and, of course, some Metroid with Metroid 2. And then, it's time for the Super Nintendo games themselves. First being... Super Mario All-Stars, and this is the Super Famicom version, I was able to find for $15.99. It comes with Mario 1, 2, and 3, and the Lost Levels. And, you know, like I said before, we've been playing these games for years and years, so I can, I can never imagine getting sick of these ever. And if, you're, if we're talking classics, Mario is the ultimate classic. And the first three Marios are the ones that, you know, will go down in history. So that's what I want on my Super Nintendo. Next up is another puzzle game by the name of Panel de Pan. And I got this for $19.99. And for those who don't know what that is, that's just the Japanese version of Tetris Attack. One of my favorite Super Nintendo puzzle games. And one of those games that you could easily go back to if you just want to kill some time. Uh, it's colorful, it's fun, a perfect fit for the Super Nintendo in my mind. The next one, and this... This is one that I have a lot of nostalgia for. Uh, it's Super Bomberman for $8.82. Now, this is the Super Famicom version. Uh, it's not the American version. Um, but even if you're playing it single player, it's an absolute blast. There's something so satisfying about going around those arenas and blowing up all the blocks and killing all the enemies. It's, it's wonderful. Getting those power-ups, love it. And if you happen to have a second player, it's even better. Uh, next up, I had to pick out a shoot 'em up. This one I had the hardest time deciding because there's a lot of good shoot 'em ups on the Super Nintendo, but a lot of them are also very expensive. But one I was able to find for relatively cheap was Darius Twins for $17.99. Again, Super Famicom version, but with it being a shoot 'em up, I mean, I can't even imagine there isn't language barrier other than the menus. But if you got your lifetime to figure this out, I don't think they're going to stop me. And shoot 'em ups in my mind, are one of those games that you could play forever. You'll always be able to improve. You'll always be able to challenge yourself in different ways. 
and Darius Twins just happens to be the one that I picked. One, because I love the Darius series, and two, because I really needed a cheap shoot 'em up on my list. <laughs> and finally, my, well, actually, no, I have two more. My second last pick was Super Adventure Island for 1140. Again, the Super Famicom version. I absolutely love the Adventure Island games. There's something so soothing about them. It's such a simple platformer, has wonderful music, and the graphics are just so cute. And, I mean, it's just an all-around fun package. And I had to pick it up, especially for just such a cheap price. I didn't realize how cheap you could get it. And finally, my last pick for the Super Nintendo was F1 Grand Prix for, for a grand total of $4. And again, this is the Super Famicom game. Uh, but the reason I went with this was because I wanted to round off my total cost to a nice and even $300. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of F1 or racing games in general, honestly, but I was determined to hit that mark. Well, my friends, I think I see the Turkey Island Patrol is starting to make their rounds. So it's time for me to slink back to the shadows. Don't worry, though. Ninja are accustomed to the shadows. Huh. Now I just need to find that outlet. It's really hard to see in here when it's dark. Alright, well, I think it's... I think we're up to that time to talk about what we have been playing. What have we been, what have we been trying to mark off the backlog? What square are we trying to get off of that backlog bingo? So I think, Mike, you are up first. Lead us off. All right. So I have been working on a handful of games uh, this month. I only actually finished one, but I've been working on... Um, my never-ending game, Ready Light, of course, but also the Talos Principle and Quantum Break. But the game I actually finished was the original Super Mario Brothers. Now, I did a poll on Twitter asking folks which game they'd like me to talk about out of the three that I played this month, uh, excluding um, Dead by Daylight, because I've already talked about it. But uh, the winner of the poll was Super Mario Brothers. So you guys are going to get my hot takes on the current iteration of Super Mario Brothers playable on Switch Nintendo Online. So, my takeaway from this game is that I don't care what anybody says. This game does not hold up anymore. It may have been great on the NES back in its day, and it may have helped shape the future of gaming. All the kudos to it for that. But to play it today, especially, especially with the Switch Joy-Con in handheld mode, is a nightmare. Now, they decided that in order to play the game, they wanted to be very, very traditional and stick with the A and B uh, for the jump, run, shoot uh, aspects of the game. Now... <clears throat> The way that the Switch sets up their A and B is offset to the way modern-day Mario's set up their control scheme. So instead of comfortably resting your thumb across, I think it's Y and B, um, 
you have to either tilt your thumb the wrong way to hit A and B, and then it's backwards, or <laughs> shift your thumb up to hit, it must be X and Y, or X and A, to run and jump efficiently. Now, the problem with doing that in handheld mode is the switch has tiny, tiny buttons. And my hand cramped like this, right here. You can't see it. It's I would just I would say the name of the muscle, but I would assume most people would know it. The big meaty part of my thumb, that part got a really big cramp in it. And um, yeah, I had to stop playing. But I did finish the game for the first time ever, so I am proud of myself. Um, and as far as Backlog Bingo is concerned, this is going in my game from my childhood. It does not hold up. I don't care what anybody says. It does not hold up. I think that uh, area of your hand that you're talking about, I think the technical name is Thumb Meat. Um, and uh, so that's I think that's the medical term. Um, I yes. mean, probably. <laughs> so, yes, the 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 switch in handheld, you need a D-pad for these games, and I almost want to spend two hundred dollars just to get a D-pad on a, a stinking switch to be able to play games in handheld. Because a lot of the games that I like to play are older games, like Mario Brothers, any of that stuff. Any, you know, I bought that. Um, Mega Man Zero collection. It's like, ah, I really want a D-pad for that, you know? So, um, I mean, maybe getting one of those, kind of those rigs that I've been seeing, I think Ergoman might have gotten one where you have the uh, the Pro Controller and a clamp for the, for the Switch screen. You know, something like that might be a better way to do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I could see Super Mario Brothers not not holding up i mean for the time it was amazing because most games were pretty short um you know single screen or at least that's kind of what i was used to i mean you get an arcade game and you got you're looking at the screen you're looking at donkey kong you know you're you're climbing the ladders you're hammering the the barrels or doing whatever right but like the idea of of going to world one one and then after that it's world one two it's like what like how big is this world, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to it, I could see it being a little, a little rough around the ages, as far as yeah. especially the, with the controls being how they are on the Switch. So I think what compounds it is the momentum system that the original Mario Brothers has, and the way that you speed up, it, like yeah, you have to hold it for a little bit before you start going fast. But you start going fast so quickly that it makes it really easy to either undershoot or way overshoot the jump that you're going for. Um, my one other major um, gripe with the, the game design is in World 7 uh, Castle. They, they have, and, and World 8 Castle actually, they have a, a maze of you got to pick the right path in order to proceed. And it's not super clear how to do it, just running through it. Um, 
you can trial and error it, sure, but um, you're going to run out of time a few times trying to figure it out. And I just think it's really frustrating in a modern-day setting to attempt that. And I'm going to end my Mario Bridge rant there. I apologize to anyone who loves Mario Brothers. Don't get me wrong. I love the series. Mario Maker is one of my favorite games of all time. Original Mario Brothers doesn't do it for me. You know, he turns 35 this year, and you're going to treat him like that? I mean, he's our elder statesman uh, with a mustache, and, uh, you know, I mean, I just, I, Mike, I don't know. I'm, I'm I, a little flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. I, I beat him to the punch. I turned 35 this <laughs> year, so there you go. Oh, well. He's, a, he's such a... Such a young pup. But I, yeah. I agree with what you're saying there about the first uh, Super Mario Brothers game. There's just that weird inertia and the way he jumps. And so when you go from there to what was the second one here in the States, and it was just a world of, a world of difference and really set the stage for the future Mario games in terms of how the physics worked in the game. And it got just infinitely better. Um, but again, for what it was at the time, it was it was groundbreaking. And it set the stage for a lot of games to come after it. But like we said, some of those those games don't hold hold up very well. It's just like those those first uh, 3D games that we had on the Nintendo 64 or the PlayStation. At the time, it was kind of groundbreaking. But when you go back and look at it, the first generation 3D games typically don't hold up very well. And we've kind of we, we look at them through these rose tinted glasses. Um, but when you go back and play them, you go. That's, that's not the way it was. So like my fond, fondest era was the 16-bit era. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that, that art style still holds up very, very well. It was like the perfection of going from the super blocky graphics on an Atari 2600 or an Intellivision to more refined stuff on the NES to you know, almost like perfection that you had on the Super yeah. Nintendo and the Genesis. Yeah. Also, just the idea of being able to play outside of the play area to be able to jump above the blocks and to get up and to go to a secret area where you get warp pipes i mean to me that you know just that again is is i don't know if there was another game that did that before but um it's the first one i ever knew that did something like that too same same one thing i learned about jumping up high like that is that you can't actually shoot fireballs while you're above the screen, which makes killing Lakitu a little harder than I would have liked. But, uh, yeah, so that was an interesting little thing about Mario Bros. that I did not know until I played through it this time. You think I know everything about Mario's by now, you know, mm-hmm. 35 years later. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, Ryan, what what have you played this, this month? Oh, I, I did not play nearly as much as I wanted to, and I feel like I've let the backloggers down. After coming off a 120-hour epic of Dragon Quest eleven, I I struggled to do anything. I played a few games sparingly. Um, I played a bit of Gree, which I love people were talking about either earlier this year or last year when it came out, which if you haven't had a chance to play it, it's on uh, Xbox Game Pass on the PC. I highly recommend you do that if you've got Game Pass. It's very beautiful game, uh, great music. It's a, 
like a puzzle platformer. I don't think there's any any deaths in the game, uh, which makes it kind of interesting. Um, but the game that I spent the most time on was Forager. And I was kind of and his wife streamed that at one point. But for anybody out there who likes games like Stardew Valley, um, this is going to be up your alley. Um, in Stardew Valley, you have you know a set day-night cycle, and you have to be home by a certain time, and your stamina is very finite, and your health, you can kind of replenish that during the day, but time will come to an end during the day, and you have to stop. But in Forager, you're on an island, and it goes through day-night cycles, but you never have to rest. You don't ever really have a home, per se. You start off on an island with a pickaxe, and it's your job to chop down trees, break rocks, um, forage, like the name suggests, for your materials. And so the wood that you get, the stone, the ore, the berries, the fruit, all that stuff is used to craft bigger and better things, um, to make money to buy other islands. So I think for the whole of the game, there are a total of 49 islands because it's on a 7x7 seven seven grid. But you start off on one island, it basically takes, takes up one screen. And you start buying islands to expand where you can go. And the different islands will have uh, new people to meet, new quests to do, new enemies to defeat, um, new items to obtain, so that you can craft, again, bigger and better things. Um, I found the, the loop in the game to be very addictive. Because you earn experience for chopping down the trees and the, you know, breaking the rocks, or for uh, killing enemies later on as you, you know, craft a sword. Um, so you gain levels, and each level that you gain allows you to unlock, <clears throat> excuse me, a different part of this uh, skill tree. Whether you want to open up and be able to build uh, markets or vaults if you want to do something along the money side. Or if you want to work on having the ability to build factories or even trains. Or maybe you want to work on your forging or being able to do uh, spells and potions and scrolls to make yourself more powerful. And so as you gain levels, which I found to be very fun. I couldn't wait to get to the next level to open up something else that allowed me to do something new so I could gain more experience. It, and it was just constantly going and going. And as you're chopping down the trees and the rocks, they keep coming back. So you don't have to wait long before there's more stuff for you to do, more stuff to chop down so you get more resources. But there is that aspect of uh, resource management because you might have, you construct a forge, it's gonna have its its footprint, and you say, okay, I wanna, yeah, I need, I need to craft coal, or I need the coal to craft, or to turn steel ore into, or, iron ore into iron ingots and, and so forth. You can build multiple forges, but again, it's going to take up more real estate. So you got to figure out, okay, what do I want this one to make? I need it to make this so I can make something bigger and better. And just, again, it just keeps on spiraling out of control. And I'm sure there's an end game to it. I haven't gotten there yet, but I've unlocked, I don't know, probably about half the islands. And they are kind of randomly generated because I was playing it on, on Game Pass on the Xbox One. And then I was also able to play it on the PC through Game Pass. And it's also, I think it's probably available on everything. I know it's on Switch, and it was on my uh, wish list at one point. But I figured, hey, if you're on Game Pass, why not try it out? 
But when I was playing it a second time, second playthrough on the computer, when I bought my very next island, it was something different than what it was the first time. I was like, oh, well, this is this is new. So there's definitely some replayability to it. Um, but yeah, if, if you like the, the kind of crafting games and the resource collection stuff, highly recommend it. The controls are great. It's this cute little chibi guy running around, swinging a sword, swinging a pickaxe. Um, it's got you know some puzzle elements in there, so some of the islands you go to will have a building, and you go inside, there's some kind of puzzle that you have to solve, whether it's a, a riddle or manipulation of objects in there. So again, if you got Game Pass, uh, check it out. And um, if you're like me, before long, you're going to realize, oh, it's 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, and I should have gone to bed a long time ago. Yeah, I've really wanted to play that game. Um, there was something that I read or saw that kind of, I thought, uh, maybe I don't. Because, um, I, you know, I love the physical stuff, and they do have a physical copy for the Switch. I think it's like 30 bucks. I don't know if that you think that's a little too high, maybe, but... Um, but uh, is it is there co-op? Do you think it'd be something fun to do, you know, with kids, too? I, I honestly don't know if there is co-op in the game. Um, there may be. But okay. yeah, I was just I was just doing single player after my kids were in bed, and it's a. I think it's a. I would say for the most part, it's a, it's a kid friendly game. Um, okay. Yeah, it, right. it's just kind of kind of fun out. to just kind of go around and. You know, break stuff. The and even if you do die, because you have three hearts and you have limited stamina, um, if you die, it's not the end of the world. You kind of you can come back right where you were with all your stuff. Um, but you know, again, you can craft things to bring back your stamina. So there are a lot of times I'll just be you know breaking things and my stamina is going down and down and down, and then I'll pause once it gets too low and I'll eat you know fish or berries, bring it back up to full, and just kind of go at it again to collect the resources. There are some enemies there that will try to attack you, but there are also animals. So there are chickens and cows and sheep. If you go up to a chicken and, well, you, you can kill the chickens. I, I don't recommend mm -hmm. you do that, but you can walk up to them and press the A button like you're going to activate and they'll pop out a couple of eggs. Or you can craft, nice. you can craft a bottle and you can scoop up water, or you can go up to a cow and fill the bottle with milk. So, so you craft the bottle, go to the cow to get milk, take that jar of milk to craft cheese, to craft a pizza. So you're against one thing after another. That's cool. It, it was it was a lot of fun. And again, the, the graphics just kind of it made everything pop. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, gray color contrasts and the different islands. You had some that were just green and very lush, and then you had some desert islands. You had some that were wintry and iced over, some that were dark and spooky with uh, tombstones. And you can break the tombstones like you break rocks, and there might be a skeleton that pops out after that, which you can then defeat to get you know other resources. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Um, well, I... I've been playing a certain game. Um, yeah. I saw that. I saw that on the list. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess you could say this is, uh, I don't know if this would count as uh, recommended by a friend. Um, I mean, after Ryan knew that I got it, he definitely recommended it. But um, before that, I was listening to 
there's a, a podcast called Backlog Breakdown. Um, if you like uh, backlogs and you like Christian theology, uh, they talk about that stuff. And uh, occasionally they have an episode called A Bite Size where they'll talk about maybe a certain game or something, and they have a guy on there. Um, his name is Wes uh, Henshin Dad. I guess the Henshin Dad, he has a podcast. I guess he is uh, um, maybe into... What do they call him? Do they call him weebs? I don't know. He he likes um, uh, like Ultraman and you know uh, Japanese things, right? So he was talking about Elite Beat Agents um, or Owen Don, um, which I had never played. Uh, the Elite Beat Agents. I had actually seen this game, this cart at a local pawn shop, and I thought that name sounds familiar. I think that's kind of a you know, popular game, but I didn't, I didn't really know anything about it. And then, so I listened to this episode and, um, I was, I was kind of floored. I was like, okay, I need to try this out. Um, because it's a rhythm game. Uh, so it's a, a rhythm game where you are essentially an agent. Um, one of three agents, I guess that you go to rescue or to cheer up, um, someone who is in some kind of situation that needs a little bit of cheering up. Uh, and uh, the scenarios can be very wacky, like a pug dog who finds himself, um, as his owner is playing basketball, is finds himself on a back of a pickup truck, and it is uh, driving 400 miles away. Uh, and so you have to cheer up the pug dog and help him um, get back to his owner. And by uh, doing that, you're dancing. You're 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 on the lower screen of the DS. You're doing this. Yes, yes. Uh, as as the audio listeners, um, I'm waving my arms back and forth. Um, Os, I think is what they say. Anyways, uh, but the <laughs> so essentially what you're doing is you have um, circles on the bottom screen that you have to tap in in rhythm with the song. And there's lots of different songs. Um, some of my favorites are uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. You have uh, Canned Heat by Jamiroquai, which is uh, you know made popular by Napoleon and his dancing moves. Um, uh, also, um, is it You're your, um, your the Inspiration by Chicago? So that was actually kind of a heartfelt, uh, kind of a sad uh, scene that, that happens. So in these... Um, these people, I mean, it might be something silly. That one's kind of a kind of a tearjerker, kind of a sad sad deal. Um, but in these scenarios, what you're doing is, uh, if you're able to successfully, you know, tap with the rhythm, then you're going to help this person out. You know, you're cheering cheering them on. Um, this Elite B Agents is based on or is the second game in a series of the Owen Don games that uh, are popular in Japan. There was one um, that came out uh, in Japan, and then Elite Beat Agents came out in the States, and then there was an Owen Don 2 that came out in Japan. So we didn't get those two. Uh, this is kind of like the one in the middle, right? But they uh, chose um, English songs, and they changed the uh, the, aid, the cheerleaders, because they they're cheerleaders in Owen Don. They changed them from cheerleaders to agents kind of like uh, men in black because cheerleaders in american culture are 
usually female. Uh, so apparently in Japanese culture, most of the cheerleaders are male, and it's like this, uh, almost like a, uh, you're you're encouraging people to succeed. Um, so I love this game. Uh, it has a wonderful comic book art style, and it's just so wacky. Like these people uh, get so upset in their their situation that they have their eyes go white. Maybe that I don't really know much about um, manga or manga or I don't know how to pronounce it, but their eyes go white and their teeth get all sharp and they go, oh and on or whatever they say. They're they're you know they're screaming right. And so then the um uh the sergeant I'm gonna call him the sergeant I don't know but he's like agents go and so the agents come in and uh, they do that arm thing and they dance. And they help people out. So if you can dance and help people out, um, that's that's a good thing. So I love this game so much. I was like, this is this is wacky. This is kind of like um, WarioWare. That's what I kind of. It's like a WarioWare rhythm game because it's just really wacky and just kind of bizarre and in uh, its in its humor and um, and so I went ahead and I've and I. I bought Owen Don one and two off of eBay, and so uh, from a guy in ja- Japan, and um, I'm gonna get those maybe in a month or so, and I'll, I'll uh, I was like, I'm 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 down, I'm buying all, I'm buying them all, and I'm gonna check them out. So, yeah, that was uh, thank you for recommending that, Ryan. That you were like, yes, do this. Um, what a cool game. Yeah, when you told me last week that you got that, I was flipping out because. It was so good. That was one of my favorite games that we had on the DS. And for some reason, I didn't want to play on one of the 3DSs that we had. I don't know why, but I, like I wanted to play it. And then we lost the charger for the for the DS Lite. I'm like, I want to play this game. And fortunately, it does work on the new 2DS XL. So I was playing a little bit of that. I was like, ah, this is so good. Now, did you uh, clear the memory like I suggested? I did, absolutely. So yeah, if uh, anybody out there uh, wants to pick this up, it's a relatively inexpensive game. You can get Elite Beat Agents like sealed, brand new for 25 on eBay. You can find it loose. I found it for 5 bucks. But what Ryan's saying is, yeah, so when you first started the game, um, you have to know to delete its save file because if not, it's just going to launch you into the game. So when the that you see the Nintendo words kind of come up. Um, initially, you want to hold all the face buttons, not start and select, but A, B, X, Y, and the two, um, what is it, L, anyways, the two... Shoulder buttons. Shoulder buttons, yeah. And you hold all those down, and it will say, hey, do you want to erase the the save? And you say yes. So then you get to start out on easy uh, and work your way up, which I will say easy i was like man this is almost too easy and then you get a couple songs in and you're like okay now it's really starting to get hairy man i'm like i don't know maybe 10 songs in on easy and i'm like man i but you get better you know it's one of those where you just you're you as you improve you really see wow i've really i guess like any puzzle or rhythm game you really see an improvement in yourself if you uh if you keep after it. So it, it's fun. It's really fun and wacky and my goodness, go get it. If you haven't played it. Yeah. Just wait till you get to some of the higher difficulty levels. So I've got to the, 
one of the highest difficulty level, and even on the easy songs, it's just it, it's destroying me. Now again, I haven't played in quite, but um, like you were saying, Jeremy, a lot of the songs like these are songs that you either know or you're like, oh, that's what this song is. Like it's a song that you you didn't know who did it or where it was from, but mm-hmm. you know it because it's got like you know Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. It's got a song by Madonna, Material Girl. Mm-hmm. And not all the songs are done by the original artist, but some of them are. But even the ones that aren't, they're still really good renditions, and it's so catchy. And when you have to replay the level, you don't really feel bad about it because you get to hear the song again. And with the the cutscenes that are going on, so about there are about three parts to every song, mm-hmm. and so at the end of each part, you'll know whether or not you were successful by what happens with the character that you're trying to help. So. Like in one of them, there's a guy who's trying to break into a corporation and he's trying to hide up against a wall with a blanket that looks like a wall so the cops don't see him. And if you're successful, he's completely camouflaged and you get the green check, like, you did it. But sometimes he bungles it because you bungled and you didn't do what was right. Mm -hmm. And it falls off and he gets caught and he gives you a big red X. And if you fail too much or if you're... um, Goes through in the song. Yeah, it's if you guys have not played it, like you said, get it on a loose car for hundred. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, and I, 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 um, this seller on eBay seems like a really nice guy. Um, and I'm, I mean. I really wanted to buy more stuff, but I was like, okay, I need to, I need to dial it back. Um, shipping was a little high, but um, I mean, without shipping and tax, um, I, I mean, well, for both, I got it for about fifty. So um, for one and two, so I think that's decent with shipping and tax from Japan. So we'll see how that uh, turns out. I know, right? And you know, I had a little scratch. Um, so we'll see how that goes. So. Uh, I didn't bring him to my island, but I might after after playing some more of these. So, anyways, um, and uh, next month I'll probably be playing some more of that. But, uh, um, Mike, are you? Uh, what do you got on deck for next month? Well, coming out this month on the Game Pass is a couple of games I'm really looking forward to jumping into. Uh, number one is the brand new Battletoads game um, that Rare remade, or not remade, but is making. It's been highly anticipated. Uh, looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. I'm really excited to jump into that. And then we've got the, the new Don't Not game uh, from the people who made uh, Life is Strange. Tell me why. Episode one comes out later this month. So I'm looking forward to jumping into both of those. In addition to finishing up uh, Quantum Break and the Talos yeah, Battletoads, that's almost like, if that's really good, I mean, that might, I mean, I'm still waffling on PS4 or Xbox One, you know, once the new generation starts, and and uh, apparently Xbox is not making, which I thought was a little strange, but I guess maybe they're going to do it with their, or uh, fill it in with their lesser Xbox Series X, or I'm sorry, Series S, or whatever they're going to call it. But they're not making the Xbox One X anymore, like manufacturing it. So you're only going to be able to get the Xbox One S 
in the future moving forward. So, um, but I might pick up one of those because one of those with Game Pass. I mean, playing Battletoads, you're you're right. I have to see how the speeder bike level is. Is it is it easy? You know, if it is, I mean, I, it might be a sale for me. I don't know. I, I love I love the idea of Battletoads. I love the first level of the original Battletoads. I mean, the um, the perspective of the boss where you're you're actually uh, you are looking as if you were the boss and you're throwing the 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 objects uh, at the boss anyways. And then I really even like the tunnel or the um, dropping down on the on the strings with the I don't know. Anyways, Battle yeah. is great. It looks like they're bringing all of that back and then some to the new Battletoads game. So I'll let you know in okay. about a month. There you go. Ryan, you, what what do you got on your uh, next month to do well, list? First, I want to thank Mike for putting that new Battletoads game on your list for the next month because I, I like I saw it I got excited then I forgot so thank you for reminding me about that because I do want to check that out because I had that had that game as a kid and a lot of people have complained about the speeder bike level but that really wasn't the level that gave me issues like I guess I got that down without a problem but I didn't get too much further after level three after that like I discovered a few you know warps here and there but I don't know. That's a little we'll, bit of we'll, a we'll flex. That one, but... That's a little bit of a flex there, Ryan. That's a. Hey. You know, teenage <laughs> me. Teenage me had better reflexes back then. All right. <laughs> like I memorized the pattern and it was okay. All right. Fair. Challenging, but um, so one of the games I tried a little bit of this past month was Links to Awakening. Uh, a friend of mine let me borrow that in lieu of me letting him borrow Octopath Traveler. So I've been holding on to his game for about six months before I finally decided to play it. Um, it was really good. So I would like to get a bit more into that. I've gotten the through the first two or three levels, uh, two or three dungeons in the game, and really liked what I played so far. I'd like to keep playing that. And I would like to go back to Dragon Quest XI to try to finish up some of the side quests some of the parts in the 2D uh, world with the with the toggles. If you play the game, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But there's a like a like it's forced to be like this 2D uh, 16-bit style town, and I've got different throwbacks to the older Dragon Quest games. And I just kind of want to finish that up and maybe have a good conversation with uh, one of our adopted backloggers, Hungry Pup, about that because I know that he. Played the, and I think he stopped after the second act, and I was encouraging him through Twitter to you know finish the game, because even though you kind of roll credits after the second act, there's still more stuff that pertains to the story. Uh, so yeah, that's you know finish Gree or play more Forger. We'll see. I keep saying what I'm going to be playing next month, and then never play this stuff. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, myself. Um... I'm going to, yeah, continue with Elite Beat Agents, uh, probably, I mean, I'm not going to be on, on expert mode, but I'll at least, I want to get through all the songs, um, I don't know if they have kind of a medium level, maybe I can get to that, get through like normal, um, 
And then another game that I picked up uh, was uh, NBA Jam on Fire edition for the Wii. And I uh, started a campaign in that. You can uh, pick a team and go through kind of uh, a season and play all the all the teams. So um, I started doing that the other day, and, and uh, that was pretty fun. Um, you know. what, what team? We need to know. Uh, Chicago Bulls. Um, I mean, in the back in the 90s, uh, I was a, a really big Michael Jordan fan. Um, kind of like moving uh, to the new house, I pulled out like all my all my gear and my things, um, including like uh, Chicago Tribunes from when they won uh, each championship, um, championship hats from that I ordered from QVC, I believe, uh, or had my parents order from QVC <laughs> when um, when uh, you know so I could have the hat that uh, that that Mike wore. Um, and um, uh, Space Jam figures, um, lots and lots of basketball cards. Um, I even have this weird picture of myself and uh, uh, Michael Jordan, um, not together, but like uh, where he was like resting his head on uh, the, the championship trophy. And I had my head on the other side of the trophy um, <laughs> because I felt like I had a little bit of part of that. Um, so... Um, so yeah, oh. uh, big fan. What can I say? Be like Mike, you know. I I, I drank the Kool Aid, or the Gatorade, I should say. Yeah, but you don't actually get to play as Michael Jordan in the On Fire edition, though, right? No, no, it's like um, early 2000s, so it's like Derrick Rose and uh, Boozer. I can't remember his first name. Um, Carlos. Carlos, yeah. And then, Oops. yeah, and then I hate. Um, I don't hate him. I don't. That's a strong word. Um, there's the guy. I just don't like him. He's on the Bulls on that one. Anyways, anyways, he's fine. Uh, I just don't think I really. Uh, he doesn't have a name. No, he has a name. I just can't remember it. He, the the player that that shall not be named. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll look it up later. Um, it just uh, I don't know why. I think um, I just I. Anyways, I'd have to I'd have to look it up. Um. Oh, what is it? Anyways, it'll come to me later on when we're talking about something totally different. But yeah, so I just, Tony, I just. Tony. Oh, Tony Kukoc, man. No, it's not Tony Kukoc. <laughs> if I could play as Tony Kukoc, uh, Bill Winnington, Luke Longley, um, Steve Kerr. Kerr. Yeah, yeah. BJ Armstrong, anybody, you know? I mean, give me, give me uh, Paxton. I mean. Horace Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, what is... Anyways, yeah. Uh, Bill Winnington was one of my favorite of the three-headed monster because Bill Winnington could make about a 15-foot jumper from the baseline, and uh, that was the only shot he could make. And that's what that's the shot I could make, and I could make one of them, and that's what he made. So I felt like me and Bill Winnington were pretty tight. Um, so... Anyways, if Bill, if you're listening to this, you know, reach out to Trash Turkey. Uh, maybe you can uh, autograph a, a card for me or something. So, um, anyways, so <laughs> we're going to do that. And then we're going to talk about some questions. We got some community questions. Um, so let's see. We got some questions. Okay, Octo Taco one. Big fan of the show. Big fan of the show. Thank you. 
Thank you, Miss Taco. Um, is it? Ta- ta- I, I don't know how to. Uh, is it taco? Can you say it like taco? Or is it what? How do? Ta- is there is there a different pronunciation? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I think this is the wrong episode to ask that question. Okay. Honestly. I think we should uh, wait until next year. He might know. Yeah, he might like, know. Oh, I, I don't. Right. I just don't want to mess it up. Uh, ask, what is a game you are fully expected, you were fully expected, not to like uh, at all and ended up enjoying once you gave it a chance? Also, if you were an ice cream flavor, which flavor would you be? Mike? All right. Ice cream, um, ice cream first. Ice cream first. If I were ice cream, I would be shake base. Not even vanilla flavored, shake base. So I can be anything if you mix it with me. But on my own, I'm incredibly bland. Shake base. Shake base? That's yes. not like that's not like that's not like a shake and bake. And I helped, right? It's not like the like the breading, because that would be really gross ice cream. So there's no breading in it, but it's okay. just like plain ice cream. It doesn't even have vanilla flavoring. So it's, when I worked at Steak and Shake, that's mm-hmm. what we would use to make all the shakes. We had to add vanilla syrup to make a vanilla shake. It's just, Interesting. just plain. Wow. So I'm learning more. I mean, I I was pretty. I'm a pretty big ice cream guy. I didn't know that that was a thing. I'm. Thank you, Mike. Um. You know, it means though that you can kind of be, you can be different things on different days, right? You want to throw some M and M's in there. You want to throw Oreos in there. You want to throw a little fudge swirl. You know, whatever kind of day it is, Mike, you're gonna be ready for that day. <laughs> I like it. Always the optimist. And as far as uh, the other half of this question, the game that I went in fully expecting to dislike, but actually ended up really enjoying, was a game called Gleaner Heights. Now, this is a farming simulator with a twist. The The twist is, is that everybody in the town has a dark, sordid past, and there's like this overarching story and reasoning for a lot of the bad things that are happening in town. And you can completely miss it if all you do is focus on the farming aspect. Just You can do that, but if you get invested in the town, you learn all of these, frankly, awful things that these townspeople are actually doing. Uh, it deals with domestic assaults and um, demon possession and inappropriate pictures. and like All of these things can be discovered in this town. Yeah, I knew some of that going in, but I didn't realize the depth of what it was. But all that being said, that wasn't the part that captured me. I was actually captured by the farming stuff, which I never expected to be captivated by. Because I looked at games like Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley and said, that can't possibly be engaging. How could that be fun? Yeah, there's just something satisfying about this gameplay loop where you go, you do work, water the plants, you plant them, come back the next day, there's more plants. You get more money, repeat, everything gets better. 
I don't know. It's it's a cycle. And, and I'm gonna call it a bicycle or a bicycle. And it's it's fun to ride. Yeah. To ride. I like this. That's a that's a good that's a good one. You don't get yeah. a bicycle in the game, you actually get a horse. It's oh. similar to a bicycle. So yeah. horses are pretty much just um the original bicycle. Is I, I think what they they were derived from. Yeah, they, they were reverse engineered from bicycles. <laughs> Ryan? Yeah? No? <laughs> ice cream? Oh, ice cream. Well, I'm going to be just a little less bland than Mike and say um, all natural vanilla. I, I know it sounds kind of boring, but if you looked at me, you would say, oh, yep, he's a vanilla guy. Um, but part of that, kind of going what you were saying, Mike, is, you know, I may be vanilla, but take an Oreo, crush it up, put it in me, you got cookies and cream. Or if you don't like Oreos, why don't you take some uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, crush those up, put them in me. Now you love me. Or maybe you have a brownie, hot, warm, gooey brownie, put some vanilla ice cream on it. Yeah. You love me. So that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> and, and now I really want some, I really want some ice cream now because I, I made brownies yesterday and uh, a scoop of ice cream would be great on top of that. As for the game question though, that's a, that's a tough because I don't think I've gone into a game expecting not to like it like at all. And still playing it. Uh, typically, if there's a game that I feel like I'm not going to like, then I'm just going to stay away from it. And especially back when I was younger, I wouldn't buy it that I didn't really, that I had no interest in. I had to like really, really want the game. So most of my tales are stories about games that I thought I was really, really, and then I was just incredibly disappointed in them. Um, but I guess something that's but as close as it will get to that is uh, I rented SSX Tricky on the GameCube. I didn't really know anything about it. Uh, this was back in 2001, and Blockbuster had this this deal that you for like 20 or 25 dollars, you could rent a video game every day, like one rent. A day. I figured, well, video game rentals are two or three dollars a piece. There's one that's a mile from my apartment. I'll go check that out. And so I rented a bunch of GameCube games and Nintendo 64 games. And one of the ones I rented was SSX Tricky. And played it. And just instantly fell in love with it. To the point that I took the game back to Blockbuster and went out and bought the game. It was that good. If you've never, if you've never played SSX Tricky, um, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's just a great snowboard um, racing trick game. And especially with Tricky, you've got the constant beat of Run DMC's Tricky when mm. you're playing. And especially when you do great tricks and great combos, and the volume ramps up, and it just goes, it's Tricky! It's, ah, it's a masterpiece. Love it. <laughs> um, ice cream, uh, for me... I think there is a there's a brand of ice cream called Turkey Hill, uh, which I've probably posted on Twitter. Um, when and there's also uh, turkeys you can get at uh, 
Baskin Robbins. I believe you can get a, a turkey uh, ice cream cake around Thanksgiving time. So if you want to treat your family with something like that, um, that's always exciting. Uh, as far as a flavor, I I think maybe I would be strawberry, just because um, to me strawberry is an ice cream where you're like I don't know about strawberry. Uh, okay, and then you have it and you're like that's not bad. Strawberry ice cream's pretty good. So maybe you know like I don't know about that guy, a little suspect. And you're like, well, he's not all that bad. So maybe strawberry ice cream. Um, and then as far as a game, I agree. Uh, this is kind of a tough one. I haven't thought a whole lot about it, but I was... One I can think of is Minecraft. I did not really think that I would enjoy Minecraft. Um, kids playing it, I was like, you know, this is oddly relaxing, just kind of building random things with my with my kids and just kind of, you know, hanging out. Um, and because we n- never really played the survival stuff, but, um, you know, just creating it was was pretty, pretty chill, pretty nice. Um, kind of like what you were saying, Ryan, as far as a game that I didn't know that I would really like. And also referencing back to Rare Replay, uh, Core. Um That game, I remember renting that Blast Core on the uh, uh, NES, or I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Nope, that was Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Blast Core on the N64 uh, Rare, and that game was awesome. Have you guys played Blast Core on the N64? I did. I played the original on the N64, and I played it again when I got Rare Replay, uh, shortly after I picked up my Xbox uh, One. How does it hold up? Because that's one of those games that I, I would almost buy an Xbox again just to play that game. Well, do you remember, I don't know, maybe an hour ago, when we were talking about how early 3D games don't really hold up? Um, early 3D games hold up. Uh, okay. All right. Well, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not it's a, awful. <laughs> but, uh, as you remember okay I'll, I'll put it that way okay okay yeah that 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 would be one that um you know it's like uh, maybe we need to remaster that one because maybe uh going back to the original just isn't uh isn't what i would think but um but yeah minecraft is something that i was like uh eh, you know the kids with their blocks you know when i was a kid i used to play with wooden blocks and legos um and um Guys, I think that's I think that's our episode. I don't think we have any more questions. You guys have anything else you want to uh, want to talk about this evening? Anything you want to get out on the table? And you know, anything else? No, I think yeah, we good. covered. I think we covered everything. Well, I well, feel good right. about this, and I hope our listeners do too. Yeah, hope everyone enjoyed it. And uh, I guess we can go around and, and tell everyone where we can find each other uh, on the interwebs. Uh, I'll speak for uh, our, our gentlemen that weren't able to make it tonight. Um, so, uh, Patrick, Mr. At Backlog Odyssey on Twitter, uh, he wasn't able to make it. Um, but you can find him uh, at Backlog Odyssey on Twitter. 
and also the uh, www.backlogodyssey.com. Uh, I believe it's .com. Is it .com? Is he .net or org? Probably not org. No, he's .com. .ninja? No, that's the that's the backlog busters. Well, um, I think I think you pre- would prefer to be .ca. Uh, I think he's .com. Okay, excellent. Um, go check out Patrick's stuff. Um, I think he just posted a thing on uh, a review of maybe Rune Factory with with Octo Taco, I believe. Maybe Rune Factory Four, possibly. Um, I don't know, but that was something I was actually interested in asking him about because I, I think I, I talked to you, Ryan, about this. I don't like dating in games. I was wondering, can you like not date anybody in that Rune Factory game? Can you just plant your plants and mash your monsters? I don't know. So. Hey, backlockers. My ears were burning, so I had to give you one last call to let you know that Rune Factory 4 doesn't require dating. You can mash those monsters all you want. Oh, no, guys. Have to be quiet, because the turkey patrol is still going around. Oh no, they're here! Quickly! Quickly! Throw the cranberry sauce and gravy at them! They're gonna get me! Um, Surge is not here either. Ryan did a a bang-up job impersonating him, Um, (laughs) but sadly he was not able to make it either. And uh, you know where to find him on Twitter. Uh, he's always posting the fun things. Um, usually. Usually the, the fun things. Uh, and Ryan, where can we find you? Well, you can find me pretty much anywhere. Twitter, the YouTubes, Twitch, at Mathman1024. So if you see a Mathman1024... Then it's you. Now, Mike... Where 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 are you on the internet? Well, aside from this glorious podcast, you can also find me exclusively on Twitter at BlazeKnight0923, where I retweet things and speak shenaniganery to the highest extent. Wonderful. I look forward to that. Um, and... I am the Trash Turkey. You can find me on the internet, on Twitter, as the Trash Turkey. Uh, I don't think there's any other Trash Turkeys out there. I mean, I've been looking for some. Uh, There's probably an island full of them uh, that I need to find. Um, But uh, also, I just want to let you guys know that uh, Hungry Pup, who uh, Ryan earlier mentioned, uh, his podcast is actually a part of our feed now. Also, uh, Patrick has been been doing an awesome job uh, putting up some retro talks uh, on our feed as well, and um, last one on Conquer, I believe. So I uh, look forward to more of that stuff, and uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful evening and keep on keeping on with those backlogs. Add to them, play them, whatever you want to do, it's all good. Remember, we like big backlogs, and we cannot lie. Those <laughs> other gamers can't deny. The one that sale walks in with a really low price. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's marvelous.